Welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Bath Podcast. I'm Jason, and joining me this week, it's another first-time guest. It is Fenella Gilson, also known as Fen. Fen, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Well, that's you've stolen my first question, so <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about where this is going to go now already. <laughs> I'm quite well, very tired, mm. tired to the point of I promised myself I was going in tonight to do the workout. It's a good excuse not to. To be honest, I'm looking at the time now and I'm thinking you've got a lot of interesting things to say. <laughs> Probably there's not going to be enough time anyway. I'm a big talker as well. I like to get my words in. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and how are you? Sorry, you see, you threw me off already. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm good. You did ask that. Did I? That, that's <laughs> how tired I am. There we go. So, Fen, as you as you well know, because I, I mean, I said this last time when I was with Kate, and I said, oh, I know you listen to all the podcasts, and then it was revealed she didn't even know how to download a podcast. But I know you are a listener of the podcast. Yeah. So you well know that we always start with a warm-up, because I've yeah. got to warm you up yeah. for, for this gotta podcast. Get ready. Got a few very simple questions. Now, I'll be very open that these questions all came about after the 8 p.m. class last night. Right, yeah, prime time. Well, there was an intense discussion on whether or not dumbbell or kettlebell thrusters were better. Better for what, precisely? Just what they preferred doing. I prefer doing dumbbells because they're less awkward but kettlebells are probably better for you because they're more awkward. <laughs> okay. I was like, it's fine. You do, you know, kettlebells on a Monday, dumbbells on a on a Tuesday. As long as you're mixing it up, use a barbell every now and again. Actually, I think that was Matt's or point. Or a was, was uh, barbells better than both of them. Yeah. And that point is, at the end, they're always frustrated. Yeah. So they're all <laughs> terrible. Now, after this intense debate that was between Matt, Stitch and Ed, we had some questions volunteered from them. For, okay. for you so i've got a few amazing okay and um thank you because i'm running out of questions so if you're listening to this send in questions uh, jason cfb podcast on instagram or facebook message me i need more warm-up questions but these are the questions we've got today so uh, matt suggested cats or dogs 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 every day of the week yeah i'm sorry my mum knows i don't like cats when i was 11 years old i went to austria on an austrian exchange for two weeks when i came back she had two cats. And they were in your room and was, you were outside. I was livid and she got the muscles away because she knew that I didn't like cats. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I do like cats, but they're just a bit evil. A bit evil. A okay, so we've alienated at least half the audience. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Ed's question is uh, a little bit less <laughs> less divisive, which is back squats or deadlifts? Poor. I think... That's a very difficult one. I think I'm going to say back squats, probably only because I do them more. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like there is no right answer, so that's that's fine. It's just, yeah. Now, Stitch, he um, he found out that we were going to be talking about nutrition. Okay. Uh, so he had an important nutrition-based question that okay. was, cream first, then jam, or jam first, then cream? Or, well, it depends where you're from. Being a Devon girl... I completely forgot that you I were... I would <laughs> say, yeah, I have always done. We used to go on holiday to Cornwall. We used to go for an afternoon tea, and I always used to have cream and then a dollop of jam. However, now that I'm a little bit older, I love cream. I do jam first, spreads very nicely that you can put as much cream as you want on top so i'd say i'm a bit of both i'm really sorry guys that's like a marmite question isn't it? it it is i'm pretty sure ed said as well jam and then cream i think i agree with him you just get more cream and then you get an even spread of jam can you tell that i'm salivating thinking <laughs> about that <laughs> all right we can have some afterwards so we've we've managed to split 
the the half that has remained with us we've split them again but um <laughs> so now the quarter of listeners left great well done jace that's all right they can get into the uh the topic proper i think we're feeling nice and warm now in a cold room but nice and warm <laughs> we said it's going to be a nutrition based topic and that's because uh, we've got you here so you have uh, fenfit nutrition mm. uh, you've studied a lot about uh, nutrition up to now so do you want to just maybe let us in a little bit on uh, kind of what you studied what 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 yeah. your expertise is in yeah um, absolutely so um i started with my crossfit qualification and that kind of gave me a little bit of a base knowledge around um the nutrition sort of for sport performance for that i was a chef so i've got a, a very varied knowledge of food and what tastes good and what doesn't what's good for you and what's not anyway being very passionate about that sort of thing just because that comes naturally to me i was very interested in food and nutrition and how that all works since i've been more interested in sport and crossfit especially <laughs> so i basically wanted to learn more about nutrition um so i took part in or qualified as a nutritionist on the Mac Nutrition Uni um, course. So what exactly, w when you know you studied this at the at the uni, mm. so I mean there's someone who's going, what, 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 what exactly did you study? What's a, you know, what's a carb? What's a, a, a protein? Or was it more, you know, something more in depth? What, yeah. what exactly were you, you know, were you studying that you couldn't, you know, just find on Google, well, for example? I honestly hadn't really had any idea what I'd let myself into until the first week rolled round. I haven't done any education, official education since college. Um, so it was very sort of abnormal to me. You know, I've worked full time for a long time. So it was very science based to start with. So lots of research, lots of, you know, how the digestive system works, lots of sort of like breaking down the macronutrients, micronutrients, all those sort of like sciencey words, mitochondria. And I was just like, what is going on? And then as the course goes on, you learn the basics, that all that sort of sciencey stuff. And then you learn sort of how to put it into practice, make it real, make it personal. And then you sort of learn how to like how to specify. So loads of different areas. So I learned about sports performance nutrition, nutrition for weight loss, nutrition for diabetes, nutrition for bodybuilding, all sorts of different things, which I really think stands me in good stead, you know, to work with all sorts of different clients from different backgrounds. So the reason I picked that course in particular is because it's evidence-based, as opposed to some other courses that are online, you know, they're not necessarily evidence-based, they don't necessarily use exact measurements, et cetera, et cetera. They're not always that personal, that individualized. So this really appealed to me. Now, evidence-based sort of is practitioner expertise combined with evidence, which is, is most important. So evidence is most important, but then also your experience is hugely important. You can be the nerdiest person in the world. You could know everything you need to know about nutrition, that doesn't mean you can be a nutritionist. You need to be able to relate to people. You need to be able to understand, to support, to all those extra things. And I really feel like that course really rounded that off really well. So now that I'm finished, I can start, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, and I think this is why, kind of why we, we brought you on to the, to the podcast. Um, this is kind of more of a, an introductory episode we could mm. say is to f for you and uh, of what you've been studying and, and the kind of the background you have and the knowledge you have yeah. 
but as you've mentioned you know there's a huge variety of topics there yeah. and um when i see that list of different topics you know when you see that list of different topics you're thinking look at the different ways i can help people exactly now when i see that list of topics i'm thinking look at all the different episodes of the podcast that <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. do so i mean you know we're both nice people <laughs> We've got Google. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but what I was thinking is, obviously, with FenFit Nutrition, in an ideal world, it's going to be one-on-one. They're going to be talking to you. They're going to get the feedback. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what we all want. Unfortunately, we live in a world where that's not possible for mm, everyone. No. But the podcast is a happy medium because maybe we can talk about the thing that they are interested in or they, they are struggling with or they do want to know. And then at least they get some of the information. And maybe in the future, they can pursue it. Uh, a little bit more yeah, in exactly. depth and podcasts are just a, such an easy way of learning and it's so nice to be able to just go oh do you know what i've got a spare half an hour i'll listen to this and i'll learn something and actually i think that's that's really important nowadays yeah so this is is part one of we don't know yet how many <laughs> yeah, how many, many parts but there will <laughs> be um there'll be uh, a few more episodes coming down the line in the future which will be nice uh, so can you just go again through some so what are some of the the most common sort of um I don't want to say topics, but uh, maybe problems or challenges then that people are facing that you're sort of saying, oh, these are these are the most common ones I get yeah. people coming to ask me about. Well, you can probably all guess what the first one's going to be. Weight loss. Weight loss. Fat loss. Yeah, 100%. So that is a lot of people's goals. I think when we were with Ollie, we were speaking about like weight loss and mm. kind of the idea of, well, it's, you know, it can sound very simple yeah. because it's just, we'll be in a calorie deficit. Yeah, exactly. There you go. If you if you burn more than you consume, yeah. you're going to lose fat. And and that is, I mean, that is true. Yes. You can't yeah. say, well, that's not true. That That is true. But if it was that easy, everybody... Everybody would be in shape. Exactly. And adherence is the hardest thing. That's why diets don't work. Adherence. People can't adhere to low fat or they can't adhere to no carbs or, you know, there's all these these gaps in what you're eating that you need to find a diet that works for you. And that's why I don't believe in one diet for all. There is not an optimal diet for human health. It is what suits you, what you like doing. If you eat breakfast, you eat breakfast. If you don't, it doesn't mean you're an un- unhealthy individual. Do you know what I mean? It's not putting people in boxes. It's going, okay, you're on a keto diet. That's for you. I'm not going to judge you. If that works for you and you've lost 10 pounds, brilliant, you know? So I think that's the thing is is helping people to understand what's you know what they need to change rather than just going I need to go on a diet. Okay, how are we going to achieve that? What habits do we need to change? What behaviors do we need to change? What myths do we need to bust? And that is a big old big old topic, myth busting because there are so many <laughs> myths out there that just confuse a lot of us. Yeah, and I, I think that would be a, a great topic and something that we probably will dive into multiple times throughout <laughs> the different ones um I mean, you've talked a lot about a- adherence and um, behaviors mm. and, and and i think that's another area that people don't necessarily immediately think of when when they're thinking about their diet or weight loss it's it's very so well i'm not going to eat sugar anymore you know i'm gonna not gonna eat Absolutely. sugary things Absolutely. and yeah you do it for a morning and oh, then yeah have i not got abs yet <laughs> and it, it's just um <laughs> It's just so difficult, isn't it? I think like, uh, or maybe you have a really good day and you are 
dialed in like mm. everything is is very and then you you go to to work the next day and your boss shouts at you and yeah. then you go home and Stress. driving home you get a flat tire exactly. and just like you come in and you're just like ah chocolate cake exactly um, why it's was the chocolate cake in the house that's <laughs> yeah, the question no it's but, all about balance come on <laughs> but um but i think that's one of the areas where where people don't make that that's not let's necessarily let's say part of their plan yeah they might have a plan realistically it's about being realistic so yes you might set up a plan you can't go from running a mile to running a marathon you've got to remember all the bit in between so say for example you go okay i want to start running three times a week a mile each time at least you're not going to go out and run that first week three times a mile each time the first time maybe okay let's put your running gear on put your running shoes on jog to the end of the road come back now that may seem pointless but then on that second day second day you put your running kit on you put your trainers on and you jog to around the corner and back you do little steps that's much more achievable when you make that mile three times a week you will have made it easily because you will have taken the right steps to get there rather than going right i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do this because it's just it, we're not wired to do that yeah and i think then you you have that that classic kind of oh well i failed and so mm, it's well, pointless w- well yeah i might as well give up so it's sort of like oh i had that chocolate because you know i promised myself no chocolate mm, at all and mm. then i had that like that piece of chocolate that was offered to me at work. Well, I've had that. Well, I might as well go home and exactly. eat. Exactly. And I think we're all guilty bars. of this, aren't we? It's, it's difficult to find that balance. But I think one thing we all need to do is just be kinder to ourselves. Just be kind to yourself. Write your goals down. Make them realistic. Talk them through with people. Make sure you're accountable. So you said to somebody, okay, I'm not eating chocolate for a month. Okay, well, tell people and then they can help you with your journey. If you want to lose weight, if you want to gain muscle, tell people and say, do you know what? It would really help me if you gave me a little bit of support, maybe encourage me, you know, nudge me in the right direction. And that's, that's all it's about is, is being supported. Thinking about uh, the, you know, the support network, you, you, you're establishing that. And I think that's something else we, we mentioned uh, when I was speaking with Ollie, we were talking about sort of this. Uh, we also talked about these kind of things that we have even uh, at the gym from time to time that sort of like these challenges, so like six week challenge, something mm-hmm. like that, which can be very good but mm-hmm. they're a kind of it's that two-edged sword and it's like yes it can be good because people can really try but then they can also put a lot of pressure on themselves do something that as you've said is not sustainable yeah, exactly. long term so what are maybe just for somebody who's listening to this now so i guess we're going to talk focusing more on on weight loss mm-hmm. um which is kind of me because that is absolutely not my problem it's completely yeah. the opposite so uh, this is all for you people <laughs> um so somebody who is listening to this going you know i do need to lose a little bit and i've tried and i've tried this and it didn't work out and then uh, my friend of mine suggested this thing and i tried that and yeah did it for a few weeks and then stopped and mm. what are some little uh, kind of changes because again we're talking of habits and behaviors uh, is there any sort of small changes that maybe people don't even realize would be kind of very effective absolutely so the first two that literally popped straight into my head were sleep and hydration so there's actually studies to show that if you don't get enough sleep sufficient sleep your the hormones in your stomach basically make you feel more hungry 
So that can go against that weight loss. You know, you might be going, okay, do you know what? This weekend I ate really well and then it's, be- it's come to the week and I haven't slept so well in the evenings. I'm so much more hungry. And that is, that is actually what your body is telling you. So sleep is a massive, massive key to weight loss, okay? And then hydration. If you're staying hydrated, that's gonna also, you can feel hungry even though you're just dehydrated. Stress, stress will keep that weight on as well. And I know that's really difficult. You can't just eliminate stress like that. You actually, meditation, studies have shown that meditation really helps for weight loss and all that sort of thing, which is just amazing. Um, But yeah, I would say changing the smaller things first. You know, maybe if you, you eat breakfast, but only because you think it's a healthy thing to do. So you grab a pan of chocolate on the way to work or, you know, a proper fancy Starbucks coffee just because, well, it's breakfast I need to have breakfast it's healthy if that's adding four to six hundred calories to your day just wait until you get hungry and then eat something be prepared preparation and organization is key I'm sure I saw like a pan of chocolate thing this morning on the counter in the kitchen so when you said but I didn't have it I didn't have it but I did have breakfast I've been working really hard at having breakfast um I'm trying my best (laughs) I need I need the calories Mm, um So it, okay, so it's, again, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? Because there there are things that you don't necessarily link. I mean, the water probably. I, I would I would assume most of us think, oh yeah, <laughs> nutrition, water, that makes sense. But sleep and stress. If I'm thinking of my diet, yeah, I'm probably not even taking them into account no. at all. And hormones are a massive part of it. You know, hormones affect us so much and the food we eat affects our hormones how often we eat all that sort of thing you know people say you should eat six meals a day if you want to lose weight because then your metabolism doesn't slow down that's absolute nonsense and the same with not sleeping enough your body sees that as stress so it needs to eat more to 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 have that energy for the lack of sleep so I'm going to have words with my baby girl <laughs> say, look, I need more sleep. You've got to learn to sleep now. Exactly. And yeah. that's the thing. It's all about being reali- realistic, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's I, I think that's where uh, it really, I mean, especially if you are somebody who maybe, you know, you're into CrossFit and you listen to CrossFit podcasts and maybe you follow the social media and you see all these kind mm. of top tier athletes and what they're eating and you think, oh, yeah, so it's, it's so good. But it's not that they don't have stress, but it, like this is their life. Mm. It, it's all revolving around this. Exactly. Um, whereas your life is not. Your mm. life is revolving around y- your family and your job that yeah. is not a fitness related one. And then you're doing all of this sort of on the side almost. Exactly. Um, and so it can be, you know, you can have, like, oh, well, they said this is, you know, it's really good to eat this way or it's really good to do this or to focus on that. And you think, well, I just can't, you know, yeah, but I'd love to get 10 hours sleep. You're not an athlete. Like, that's the thing. These people dedicate their lives to this. I learned that from, as my partner is a full-time athlete. And I thought, oh, yeah, Dossie life. You know, he was at uni, full-time athlete on the side, didn't have to, you know, do anything in my eyes I'd go leave for work before they even got up for training I'd come home from work and they'd have had a nap in the day they'd be chilling out on the sofas watching tv actually an athlete's life is very demanding both physically and mentally it's hours and hours and to to then have that sort of question well 
why am I doing this? Should I be doing this? Am I doing all the right things? You know, it's very different being an athlete to someone. Yes, even if you go to the gym, you know, five, six times a week, uh, it's very different. All your energy is focused on what you're doing the most part of the time. You need to eat to suit your lifestyle. So here we have another, maybe another step, I suppose, in somebody who is trying to kind of figure out their behavior and habits mm. and their weight loss again we'll stick with weightless their weight loss goals so they need to kind of work out well what you know what am i using most of my energy for what is most of my life so you know we we were talking when i came in Mm. that i'd been at work all day on my feet all day moving all day you know racking up the steps (laughs) you could say uh somebody else maybe needs to think well actually i you know i've got quite a a sedentary job i'm at a desk all day and i drive to work on my lunch break i just sit there and eat my lunch exactly that's another key point i would say if we're looking to lose weight don't just reduce the calories increase your activity walk a little bit further take the long way around drive to the far end of the car park and walk a little bit further you know on your lunch break maybe go for a nice walk if you're lucky enough to get a lunch break (laughs) all those little things can become habits important behaviors to change to change your weight loss journey so it seems like there's a a million tangents we could go down uh, it's unbelievable i could talk about this all day so um we, we'll do that but we'll break it up into yeah <laughs> into digestible bite-sized chunks for for people um so what are going to be then some of the so we said weight loss is like kind of number one that's when yeah. everyone comes in weight loss i suppose if you're listening to this and you're doing crossfit throughout the the week probably your goals might not necessarily be weight loss but could even be uh, muscle gain or sports performance brilliant so i think these are are probably two great topics to delve into later so i mean just as a kind of sample what's then i I mean it's going to sound obvious when Mm. i say it but i'm just going to say it and i might even know the answer but i'm just going to ask the question what would be the biggest difference then in somebody structuring their diet Mm. for sports performance over you know weight loss or or trying to kind of get in in a general shape as opposed to well i'm trying to be an athlete or or perform at a high level what's the the big difference there well it depends on the individual's goals but i would actually say this is probably not the answer you were thinking about is macronutrient utilization so that might sound like a bit of an odd thing but I think most people have probably heard of protein, fats, and carbohydrates. It's just the order in which we prioritize. So for both fat loss and for muscle gain and sports performance, you start with protein as being the most important. For sports performance, you would have carbs and then fat. And for weight loss, you would have fat and then carbs. So it's just prioritizing, you know, what takes up most of your calories. Yeah, so I think... that might have been the answer I was thinking of. What you were you know? thinking of? What were you thinking of? I'm intrigued. Protein? Well, I I know protein's number one. I know that's that that's, pr- that's number one for weight loss and sports performance. But we can go into that another time. Uh, well, I think there's a lot to talk about with regards to, to protein <laughs> and uh, a lot of people's Instagram stories recently. And uh, yeah. <laughs> there's been, been a lot of discussion about protein recently. Wow. Did you hear about the um, documentary on Netflix? Oh, how could I not have heard about this? Yes. It's just... Um, I was getting really kind of a bit sort of oh, just another person posting this thing, another person. In and my th- eyes, it's not evidence-based. Yeah, and th- well, then I finally I started seeing some people posting about 
I can't believe people keep posting this thing. And I, I was know. like, oh, finally, some sanity. Um, I mean, do what you want to do. I don't care. But it's just sort of. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we can guide people in the right right direction. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, Nat put out a really a really nice post on Instagram about protein mm. and where he talked about the the amount of protein needed to survive mm. is you know what is it point what was it point Six? eight gram point, point eight, yeah, yeah point eight per per pound kilo? of muscle per kilo of muscle yeah, yeah exactly and um but he had tagged it with like a nice thing at the end that was kind of but we don't just want to survive we want to thrive and yeah. so that is like the minimum to just not lose muscle yeah absolutely That's not, i just yeah. thought that nicely kind of summarized uh, a point so I, I feel he deserves a little shout out there oh there you go Nat. <laughs> um right so where where do we go from here so it seems that there's again as i said a million tangents we we could go down so we've got um sports performance and, and muscle growth so what are probably some of the maybe less obvious ones so we said like weight loss is pretty obvious uh, you know oh, i want to get bigger i want to get stronger mm. pretty obvious so mm. i'm you know i'm doing wads every day i want to do them better so that's again gonna say it pretty obvious yeah what are perhaps some of the more specialist topics then that you have where perhaps the average person isn't even thinking about that but for some people that is going to be absolutely yeah. key fundamental absolutely and it's all thinking about not leaving people out you know there's lots of things that aren't talked about that are very prominent in people's lives and that's the sort of thing i want to be as inclusive as i can and as supportive as i can so some examples are pre, post and during pregnancy, which I've actually had a few questions about already. Very interesting. It changes the body so much. So I've learned you know, a lot of information about that. Diabetes, dealing with diabetes and how to adapt your nutrition for that. Um, loads and loads of research into that, which is really interesting. PCOS, now this is polycystic ovary syndrome. It is so common. It's not often talked about, but it is really common. Now, we actually learned how to change and adapt nutrition for people with PCOS, which I just think is amazing. Um, IBS as well. So, so people experience it for very, very different reasons. You know, there are a lot of reasons for it. But again, we've got certain ways of eating that we can sort of help those issues. Nutrition for, the, for obese people, for people that, you know, that are very overweight all that sort of behavior changing, making them feel supported, you know, it's a, it's a difficult topic for people. Uh, nutrition for the elderly, which I was like, oh God, I can't be bothered to do this. Like, I'm not going to work with old people. They're, they're going to be so hard to change. You know, like my grandma, low fat this, low fat that. I've had this diet for however long, blah, 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 because that's what was in fashion when she was, you know, in her prime time. So that's what she stuck with. Eating disorders, now, this is a massive one for me um, for a few reasons, but I feel like I've got a very good background knowledge with this. Um, and it's so interesting and so common. Um, bodybuilding, which is actually very interesting. I thought starting this course, I'm not, I'm not going to know. I haven't done a bodybuilding competition before, but actually it's pretty straightforward. It's all broken down, you know, lots and lots of research has been gone into it. Again, muscle gain, weight making sports, which is quite interesting. So, you know, MMA, all that sort of thing. When you've got to kind of cut to get below a certain weight exactly. or to stay in a certain yeah. weight. Yeah. Okay. And how to do it quickly or how to do it healthily and what are the negative, what are the pros. So, for example, for contact sports, 
you don't really want to have to be too hydrated very close to the sports because if you get concussed it's much more dangerous if you're dehydrated so it's you know all those sort of little things like that myth busting massive one I'll love I'll it stop you there so i like that you know those little things like when you're getting concussed you know no, that little sorry. detail there <laughs> well oh, i guess it's quite a big thing i mean it's not such a big thing for me i rarely get concussed well no i i live with two professional judo i can't call them players judo practitioners people. yeah <laughs> and they regularly get concussed and it's not yeah it's not something little but regularly get concussed maybe they need to get better at judo maybe yeah (laughs) and they say that crossfit doing crossfit you get more injuries honestly yeah so um also supplements we've delved into that with regards to weight loss your ordinary client the elderly um sports performance and then hydration hydration is the one that i think everybody knows and yet why is it so difficult? I'm going to ask that question now. I mean, we'll probably have a whole topic on, on hydration, but mm. why is it so challenging for people to stay hydrated? Why is it so difficult to stay hydrated? Because people don't habitually take a bottle of water with them, you know? It has to be, I am yeah. pointing to my bottle of I water. I literally bring a right bottle of water to, with me everywhere, but majority of people don't. And my mum growing up, no criticism to her, would have, you know, three cups of tea a day, maybe a glass of water here and there, you know, occasionally. She's like a camel. And I grew up exactly the same. I didn't like water. I felt like I was never thirsty. I feel like the more water you drink, the more you drink, if that makes sense. Also, drinking more water burns more calories because you have to go to the toilet more times. (laughs) That's a good weight loss tip. (laughs) And so what? It's the trip to the toilet that's burning the calories. Yeah, flushing the toilet, you know. (laughs) So you get like a really heavy lever, so it's kind of like a Yeah, get a heavy door to get into the toilet. Loads of steps up to the toilet, yeah. My final question then is, are you going to let your your family know you've been on this podcast because you've already thrown your mum under the bus, your gran under the bus, so... um, or are you just hoping they're, no, they're of a generation they don't know how to download yes, podcasts? Yes, they don't. Although my mum is more techie than me. I'm like an old lady. No, I'm going to say they don't need to know about this and probably neither do my flatmates. <laughs> yeah, especially any that are doing judo. Yes. They definitely don't need to hear this. <laughs> so it's been lovely just to sort of sit down and, and I mean, we, th- to be honest, we could have had this conversation off pod and mm, then come mm. on just with the topics. But I thought it was nice to kind of just dive into a bit your background, what you've kind of studied what yeah, that way if people want to to come and speak to you directly they they can they know you've kind of got this this sort of mm. list of sub and i suppose this is just sort of tip of the iceberg sort yeah, of exactly. these are some generalized topics and yes, then you can yeah. get a lot more specific for each individual yeah um, but these would be great to have kind of a little catalog on here that yeah, people 100%, are are looking 100%. for those things so uh, we look forward to that um, if people want to to follow you if they're not already um so you, you're on Instagram. Is there yeah. anywhere else they can find you? What uh, are some so of your links? Instagram is fen underscore fit nutrition. And then Facebook is fen fit nutrition. Pretty straightforward. I'm also at the moment building a website. So that'll be, that'll be live very soon. Um, but yeah. So I will link those in the description. So if people, you know, I mean, you probably burn more calories going and finding them yourselves. But if you just want <laughs> to scroll down, they should be in the description there. And depending on when this comes out and how long it takes you to build a website. It, yeah. It might be there. It might not. They might have to use Google. Um, 
But again, think of the calories you'll be burning. Uh, so that's excellent. Well, I am now going to uh, probably go home and have a, a large piece of chocolate cake or something like that because I've been paying close attention to what we've been talking about. <laughs> it's been lovely speaking to you, Fen, and uh, looking forward to getting you back on in the future to go into more detail on yeah. some of these topics. Any final thoughts before we leave these people? Anything that we haven't mentioned that you thought was fundamental and I promised that we'd speak about and we didn't? I just wanted to say one little quote, which I really like, about evidence-based it is evidence informs practice experience shapes it excellent and on that note we'll leave you all and we'll see you on the next episode thanks for having me jason